Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Good morning, good morning. I pray all is well with you and your families. This is the day that the Lord has made and we shall rejoice and be glad in it. You know, I pray that you all have thanked the Lord for waking you up on this morning because someone will not. I hope you all have thanked the Lord that you have the ability to speak because someone does not. I pray that you have thanked the Lord for giving you the ability to see because someone cannot. I pray that you have thanked the Lord for putting breath in your lungs because there's someone somewhere on a ventilator who needs help breathing. There's someone somewhere walking around with an oxygen machine 24 hours a day just to be able to breathe. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. You know, it's just amazing how often we take life for granted. My God. You know, at one time I took life for granted. I did not realize how important it was (laughs) to be alive. I didn't realize how important... (laughs) It was to wake up each day. And it was never for me. It was for my children, my mother, everyone else around me. Oftentimes in life, we are so selfish. We are so selfish. I'm looking back over my life and I realized I was selfish. I was prideful. I was self-centered. I tried to take my own life three different times with my mother and my children living. How selfish can one be? (laughs) Not knowing. Yeah, I was going through things, but I still needed to think of my children and my mother who I was taking care of at the time. But I was selfish. I was angry. Woe, it's me. All these things keep happening to Rosina. Don't nobody care about Rosina. All because I did not realize how much God loves me. I did not know the love of God. I didn't. I didn't know the love of God. I had no idea how much he loves us. For those of you who are feeling like no one loves you and feeling like no one cares about you, you must know that God loves you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. Even during the time you feel like you don't hear from God and you can't feel God. He is omnipresent. He is everywhere we go. He sees all. He knows all. He's all around us. He's everywhere. He knows our every thought. 
He knows our every thought. And we got to know that he loves us. He loves us. He loves us. He loves us. He wants you to live and not die. We bind that spirit of suicide in the mighty name of Jesus. We release life, healing, and love, joy, and peace over you all. In the mighty name of Jesus, you shall live and not die. Do not allow the enemy to make you think you have no use on this earth. God, if God woke you up on this morning, there is a purpose for your life. Don't allow the enemy to trick you into thinking no one loves you and no one cares. My God from Zion. During these months, this is the highest time for suicide. And I'm just praying that the Lord gives you peace. Peace in your mind and let you know that you shall live and not die. My God from Zion. Oh, I think it is. You've got to know that if the Lord woke you up on this morning, there's a purpose for your life. There's a purpose for your life. God does not make mistakes. And as I'm speaking to you all, oh, you got to hear this on this morning as I am ministering to you. I am ministering to myself on today. You've got to know this. You've got to know this because depression tries to creep in on me during this time of year. And I have to fight it. Because my mother is dead. My oldest son is dead. The 21st of this month, it'll be seven years since my baby was taken by gang members for not joining a gang. See, but the, but the joy is this. He knew Jesus Christ as his Lord and Savior, and so did my mother. Oh, I can't see. The joy is this. My mother is no longer in pain from where she got shot in 1989. The bullet exploded in her back in 2004 and she went through years of pain all the way up until February 18, 2018. So her pain is gone and that is the joy. And she knew Jesus Christ as her Lord and Savior. She taught me about Jesus Christ. And then I had to, oh, the Lord gave me the strength to encourage her in the Lord. And get her back to him because every soul matters. I care about souls because soul went and started with my own dear mother. Who taught me about Jesus. But then lost faith in God when my oldest son was murdered. So you all just know. (laughs) Oh, Just know. The Lord loves you. He loves you. He loves you. And he wants you to live and not die. The joy I have with my older son that the Lord showed me and what gave me peace is that before he died, because he shot the boy back in self-defense. He did. If he hadn't, we wouldn't even know who the killer was. 
So at the end of the day, he would have been another statistic, another black male gunned down by another black male in the black community from black on black crime. So what the Lord showed me and what he let me know is that, yes, he was able to shoot back in self-defense. But before he died, he said to the Life Star paramedic who was who, who was there and was off duty that I did not mean to hurt anyone, but they were shooting at me. So even before he died, with blood coming out of his eyes and blood coming out of his nose and blood coming out of every opening in his body from internal bleeding. My son apologized for shooting the person who killed him and he knew he was dying. He knew he wasn't going to make it. And he apologized for shooting that young man in self-defense. So that let me know. Oh, I raised a fine young man. Make no mistake about it. <laughs> With help from others from time to time. But my God. <laughs> so the peace. And the joy that I have in my heart is so. Oh, I think it is. See, it only comes from the Lord. Because the day that my baby was murdered, I felt like my heart was torn into pieces. I felt my heart being ripped out and had no idea that that bullet went through my son's heart so i felt it literally you all don't understand <laughs> when you can physically feel someone else's pain for years i felt my mother's pain when she could not walk when her legs were hurting when you can physically feel someone else's pain. You all must know. That the Lord has a purpose for your life. Don't be selfish like I was. Because understand. I wasn't thinking of my mother or my children. And the craziest thing, that thing came back to haunt me because two months after my son was murdered, my daughter had a suicide attempt. But God, the devil thought he had her. He thought he had me. He tried to take all of my children. I had already given my oldest son to his dad a year before my, I had already given my youngest son to his dad. Oh, in 2014, April 2014, gave my youngest son to his dad, gave his dad full custody. This man dogged me out in front of the judge. He ridiculed me in front of the judge. And all I was doing was giving him custody of the son that he kept kidnapping from me, that he kept using against me. I, would, I, I never kept him from him, but yet when I would let him see him, he would try to keep him from me. So me keeping my younger son was killing me, and it would have killed me literally if I hadn't given him to his dad. I wouldn't even be alive on today because it was literally killing me. I almost died from malnutrition. Once again, the suicide attempts. There were so many things, so many things 
And so God said through my mother, give his daddy custody because you've got to live. If you don't, he's going to kill you. This is going to kill you. Keeping your younger son will kill you and you will not even be alive for your other two children. And I was like, Mama, I don't want to do that. And she said, Rosina, if you do not give this boy custody to his dad, you're going to die trying to keep this one kid. Hold on, y'all. Jesus, 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 I'm sorry. But literally, my mother was like, if you don't give him custody, you are going to die. Because she saw me when I almost died. She was there when I almost died. Every time she was there. She saw that this was killing me. As much as I love my younger son, she saw me trying to hold on to him. Was killing me was physically killing me, mentally killing me. It was killing me spiritually. It was killing me physically. It was killing me mentally. It was taking every ounce of life out of me. You all have to be aware of Satan's devices. And the love that a mother has for her children is truly unconditional. True enough, all mothers are not nurturers. Some women just have children. They're just fertile and they have kids and, and they truly don't have that nurturing spirit. I've witnessed it often, even in my own families, but I'm a nurturer. I love my children, breastfed my children, nurtured my children, always was there with my children. My children know I love them. They know, they know, and they know. Because I showed them, I didn't just say it, I showed them this. This is why I have no regrets about my son being dead either. My oldest son, Sidney, being dead either. Because he knew that his mother loved him. Couldn't no one tell him anything different, although they tried. There were times after his daddy got out of prison that my son would come to me and say, Mama, do you know my daddy and my nana and them telling me I always say my mama said this and my mama said that. And uh, they tried to call me a mama's boy and I said... It's crazy that they're saying that considering I'm the one who raised you and you're still alive because you've listened to your mama thus far. And the moment my son stopped listening to me, now he's dead. So the Lord, when God showed me that once he stopped listening to me and started listening to his daddy and his nana and his daddy's side of the family, that was the moment. Everything changed. That was the moment. Everything changed. When he stopped listening to me, then he winds up dead. When he stopped listening to me, he wound up dead. All the years he listened to me, he lived. And the moment he stopped, he died. And do you know through it all, I've had to forgive everyone, including his killer. I've had to forgive his family because he told me everything that they were saying. And the saddest part is he started listening to them and stopped listening to me. And now he's dead. 
So the guilt and the shame that they feel, truth be told, they all deserve it. But instead of the Lord telling me, that's what you get, because you tried to turn him against me, and you always talk bad to him about me when I was the one who raised him, single mother, by myself, doing what I had to do by any means necessary, while you were locked up in prison, on and off. The way I wanted to say it to his daddy, the Lord has me bless his daddy with both of his cars. The Lord has me pray for his daddy. The Lord has me get up in the middle of the night and pray for that man because the guilt that he feel, oh yeah, he should feel all of it. But at the end of the day, I've got to pray for God's mercy over that man's soul. It's the whole truth. It's just some things you can't make up. So although I know the words that they spoke against me, I still have to pray. I still have to pray. And the craziest thing is, the craziest thing is, they have literally lost and so they have literally lost so many family members in this last seven years. They have lost many family members in this last seven years. Many, many. You know, when I literally tell you all that I have witnessed people who spoke against me and their family members die or they die or they become ill. I'm not lying to you. This is why you have to understand we must be very careful with who we talk about, who we talk bad about, who we call ourselves judging, who we call ourselves, uh, you know, just from clips on social media. If you have not sat down with a person and got to know a person, y'all better stop letting social media fool you and then cause you to sit up and speak out of out of the side of your neck talking bad about people and then you become ill or somebody else in your family become ill or your family start dying off because you don't know their relationship with God. You don't know their, oh, I can't even see. You don't know their rank in the spirit. You all better be very careful with the words you speaking about people just because y'all get on people's lives and y'all sit up here and spectate. Y'all don't comment. Y'all just spectate. Y'all want to be nosy and hear people's business. You better be careful before you start a live trying to talk about Rosina Akina Nola and her family. You better know this. You better know this. You better know this. You better know this. You better know this for sure. To every last one of you listening right now, under the sound of my voice, you better know. Go start a live trying to talk about me and judge me, and we're going to see how that work out for your family. Because make no mistake about it, God will allow the devil to have his way with you. You and your gossiping mouth. You and your self-righteousness. And you know, it's just amazing how you all always try to talk about somebody as if you're holier than thou. And many of you are living in sin. If you're not drinking, doing drugs, gambling, um, fornicating, you're gossiping, you're backbiting. I mean, y'all gossip on these apps. Like, y'all sit up here and be trying to say, I'm, tell, I'm reading the word of God. No, you're sitting up here trying to gossip about somebody. You try to look up scripture to try to justify your ignorance and your self-righteousness. And that is not right. Many of you I have unfollowed. Many people I have blocked. Le- I can see by the leading of the Holy Spirit. And you better believe, as I go through this app, the more he tells me to block people, I am going to block them. Because make no mistake about it, I am judging you by your fruit. I don't want to hear any of you um, ministers on here or um, 
anyone preaching or teaching the gospel who you're 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 literally walking the line one foot in hell one foot in heaven you're lukewarm i don't want to hear your lukewarm teachings i can't even trust the word that come out of your mouth because god can't even trust you to live holy for him so why would i trust you if god can't even trust you like many of you need to do a self-evaluation this is like a self check heart check whatever you want to call it and you need to really find out if i die today will i go to heaven or hell like you really need to find out if i died right now would i go to heaven or hell because many of you are on your way to hell in a handbasket true story many of you on today are on your way to hell in a handbasket you know you get on this app and you think oh because i'm reading the word of god when you're trying to prove a point and and, and many of you you're so prideful you're trying to prove a point you're trying to prove someone else wrong when the word of god is the infallible truth it does not need anyone to sit up and try to prove anything the word of god proves itself god does not need your help trying to prove a point you all need to stop that foolishness god does not need you to tell someone they're not reading it right they're not teaching it right if that's the case god would have them under good leadership at a local church oh boom spoiler alert many of you on social media center for talking about i'm a preacher i'm a minister but hold the whole court in city you're a teacher, you're a preacher, but yet you don't sit up under anyone's leadership? Oh, no, I don't even trust you because at the end of the day, although I, come and see, Save Our Founders Incorporated, I'm the founder of it. Oh, yeah, made no mistake about it, but at the end of the day, I still got to sit up under a pastor at a local church. Leadership needs leadership. So for those of you on social media talking about, I don't go to church and I don't do nothing, but you're a minister, you call yourself a leader, but yet you're not sitting up under anyone's leadership? You're not even covered. How foolish could you be? You need a spiritual covering. I can almost see every leader needs another leader. Make no mistake about it. You've got to be accountable to somebody. You know, the foolishness in social media. You know, I've said this time and time again. Ever since COVID, it just showed people's true colors. It, it truly did. It shows the it shows who's fake. It shows who's real. It shows who's really following Christ. It, it, it does like it shows your heart. And now it's just crazy how everyone can go to these football games, football season. Yay. And sit around everybody. Yay. And we can woo and woo. But yet can't nobody go into the church and cheer for Jesus. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. You love your football games. Oh yeah. Y'all love posting y'all pictures at the football games. Post a picture in church. Oh, yeah, y'all love going to these concerts. Oh, yeah, post a picture in church. Uh, oh, yeah, you love to sit up there and show yourself in Walmart and grocery stores. Show a picture of you in church. You all are un I can see so many people are undisciplined. So you run the social media talking about, yeah, God told me to start this ministry. No, your pride told you to because you're undisciplined. You don't want to be corrected about anything because you think you know it all. 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 So it's just amazing how you all just think you know it all. And you don't. You don't know it all. You don't know it all. There's sinners and judgmental people all around the world on your job and everywhere else. See, here's the thing. It's amazing. It's amazing. 
you it's amazing how we want to talk about the people in the church but the same type of people are on our jobs because many of the people that are on our jobs go into the church as well so do we quit our jobs because there's ju there's judgmental people on our jobs do we quit our jobs because there's judgmental people on our jobs do we quit our jobs because there's judgmental people on our jobs no we don't why because we have to pay our bills so oh as long as you're being paid you can deal with judgmental people so that's what you're saying. So, so as long as you're being paid, so as long as you're being paid, you can listen to judgmental people, but you can't go to church and tune out them judgmental people. Because at the end of the day, when you go to church, you're going for Jesus. You're not going for the people. See, this is the problem with the church. Ay, 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 ay. You go to church. You want to join a clique. You want to join a crew. You want to join a crew. You want to join a crew. You want to be like, yeah, I'm a part of this group. Yeah, I'm a part of that group. And then when you find out that them groups ain't nothing but a bunch of cliques, like in high school, they gossip with one another. They go out to eat the gossip about other people in the church. They gossip in groups in a circle in the church parking lot. Oh, so then you're like, well, I don't like this church because it's a bunch of gossips. People are human. You find these fake people everywhere. Exactly. They put them on a pedestal. Yes. Forgetting they are human too. Exactly. And the church is full of sick people. And so those groups you want to be a part of in your church, they ain't nothing but like a bunch of cliques in high school. It's just a bunch of cliques in high school. It's literally a bunch of cliques like in high school. So that's why you see the drama, the gossiping, and the backbiting. It ain't nothing. I, I, I have never in my life witnessed so much childishness in the church a bunch of women like a bunch of girls in a clique in a high school and then as soon as you say something they don't like they all want to come up against you like a bunch of mean girls in church just a bunch of mean girls in church like do you understand the foolishness with you silly women I'm, I'm telling you the truth. Like, it's literally, when you get in these groups with these women, you will see as soon as you sit up there and you don't agree with them, everybody want to have an opinion. And frankly, I don't care about nobody's opinion. I care about what God tells me to say. You don't have to like what God is telling me to say because when I'm speaking what thus saith the Lord, you're not going to like it because it's going to show you yourself. It's going to show you that you are ignorant. It's going to show you that you are silly. It is going to show you that you are prideful. It is going to show you that you are immature. It doesn't matter if you're 50, 60, 70. You're still immature and you need to grow in wisdom because you are foolish and you are a gossiper you are a backbiter and you sit up here and you think because of your age that means you are mature and that is a lie from the pits of hell you are a babe in christ and you have not known grown and known anything you can be in church 30 years and still be a babe in christ and that is what's sad i have witnessed people who have been in church 10 20 plus years and they are still a babe in christ and i've only been back in church for six years and have grown so much in wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. All because of the Holy Spirit. The power of God. So it's just amazing to me. How you can be in church 20 aye, 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 plus years and you're still a babe in Christ. How is that even possible? It's because you go to church for the wrong reasons. You go to church to be in a clique and not hear what thus saith the Lord. That is how you can go to church. For 10, 20, 30, 40, 
50, 60 years and still be a babe in Christ sitting in the pew. Being a volunteer, being a usher, being on the praise team, being in the choir, being in the band. And some pastors are even babes in Christ and they've gotten a title because somebody gave it to them because of a connection and they weren't even chosen by God. And you wonder why you seeing all these preachers and you like, hold on, where they come from? A family member ordained them, not God. Connections. Literally, the blind leading the blind. I refuse to sit up here and give one of my children permission to come up under Save Our Families Incorporated and speak a message when I know good and well they're not living their life right for Christ. I know that they're immature in the things of God. I would be a fool I would be a fool. I would be a fool. It's amazing how so many people wonder why their ministries have fallen or why their ministries cannot grow. And it's because of the people they have ordained to be ministers and pastors who are not living for God. Who Jesus. Amen. 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 It's the whole truth. Amen. Exactly. It's the lack of the fear of God. So let me tell you, oh Lord, when the Lord revealed to me that it was the lack of the fear of God, man, he's revealed this to me over and over again because the, come on now, the fear of God is the beginning of wisdom. So you've got these church leaders. They get mad at me talking about leadership, but I've been through leadership classes and I have sat under excellent leadership. So I know what bad leadership looks like. So you can be mad all you want. But after you sitting under a ministry, a ministry that operates in excellence. Oh, yeah. God has given you the ability to point out what's not so excellent. You all don't have to like it, but this is what God has given me. You've got so many leaders, they're ordaining people in their churches who don't live right for God, who don't even have the love of God in them, who don't even have the spirit of God in them. They've got a spirit, but it's not holy, right? So at the end of the day, so what you got to understand is this. You all are sitting up here ordaining ministers just because they've gone through a bunch of ministry classes in seminary school, but they don't even have the spirit of God in them. They don't even have the Holy Spirit dwelling in, in them. They're not even convicted by the Holy Spirit because this is how you know they don't have the Holy Spirit in them because some of the things that they say and do don't phase them at all. They have no conviction. They have no conviction. They have no conviction. So you know they don't have the spirit of God because the spirit of God will convict you. He will tell you to go and apologize to someone. Not run and get the leadership in the church to try to tattletale on somebody for something that you did. And then the person responded. And now you're acting like, whoa, it's me knowing that you pulled the trigger. You provoked the anger. And then you want to act like, whoa, it's me. I didn't do anything. And then want to try to take somebody before the board of the church like, whoa, it's me. I didn't do anything. When you pulled the trigger and it backfired. 
and shot yourself in the face. You know, it's just amazing to me. It's just amazing to me. The foolishness that goes on in the church with board members. You better understand. Ay, 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 ay. You people better be very careful with who you consider a minister in the church and who you mess with. Because at the end of the day, at the end of the day, anytime you think you're coming up against Rosina Akinola, you're coming up the God. Uh, can I see? Against, against the God inside of Rosina Akinola. I don't have to fight my battles. I don't have to prove a point. I will let God be God and every man be a liar. Because one thing I know for sure, he know my heart is on fire. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. And if God sent me to the church... I'm staying at the church until he tells me to go somewhere else. See, when you're sent by God, you're not swayed. And if God sits you down, it's to allow him to move. You got to get out of the way. Many people don't understand. When you're going to a church and you're constantly coming up against people that don't have the spirit of God in them, and then eventually you sit up here and you start getting in your flesh and you're ready to fight them with your fist because you're a fighter and you've always been a fighter and God has given you the strength to take people out. I mean, like even after my young, when my son was murdered and my brother came up against me at my mama's house, I almost killed him with my bare hands, choking him with the strings of his own hoodie because he kept messing with me. So there was a supernatural strength that the Lord had given me. And what I realized is it was a supernatural strength that my son, Sidney, had when he was living. I couldn't understand the strength that that kid had. And when he died, I got that same strength. I can't even make this up because I almost took out my oldest brother with my bare hands. And in that moment, the Lord let me know, I have given you the gift to heal and to kill. So you've got to be careful with your hands. So this is how I know I'm his warrior. I have been fighting all of my life. And every time he has given me the ability to win, even against men. And you know, it's a supernatural strength from God. It has nothing to do with me. Even being a domestic violence survivor. I could have been dead and gone. And each time God gave me the strength to fight back, get away, and overpower the man. So you know it's a supernatural strength from God. Make no mistake about it. And when my son died, I became even stronger. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. So understand. I know the strength. That is within me. God knows the strength. That is within me. So that's why when I'm going through. The warfare at church. He will sit me down. And have me be still. Because he knows that if I get in my flesh. He knows the power that he has given me. And he knows that I've got. It's to heal or to kill. Just like with your mouth. Life and death is in the power of your tongue. So when he realized that I am getting angry because people keep picking on me, he has me sit at home because he's like, if you hurt these people, I can't allow you to hurt them, my daughter. I understand they keep messing with you. They keep picking on you, but I cannot allow you to hurt them because you may kill them. And I cannot allow you to kill my daughter 
So you've got to sit at home and be still and trust the process. And this is the God's honest truth. Because he knows the power that he has given me in my hands. He knows that he has, oh, oh, go to see. He has taught my hands to war. But he has also taught my hands to heal. And so the fact that God knows this, oh, 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 (laughs) y'all. He's like, I'm not going to allow you to hurt these people. So you've got to sit down. People be thinking I'm sitting down out of fear when they don't know that it's God's protection for them. You know, the foolishness in people just thinking they're holier than thou and they're all that. And they're so prideful and ignorant, not knowing that when God removes me out of the place to sit down, it is to save their life, not mine. It's just amazing the foolishness that goes on in the church. Especially with women. I'm chosen. I was sent. I'm not going anywhere. You can't scare me. You can't run me off. I'm not dying anytime soon. So go ahead and accept the fact that I am chosen. I'm not going anywhere. And at the end of the day, if you don't like it, take it up with God. But don't come at me with any more foolishness. Period. Point blank. Because once again, God has literally taught my hands to war. They can heal and they can kill. So at the end of the day. So at the end of the day. So at the end of the day. Be very, very careful, my people at church. God has to heal and to kill. And so when he sits me down, because he tells me he's not going to let me murder you. And you all have to know this the truth because we have people in the army that are Christians. And they go to war for the United States all the time. So you got to know that there's an army. There's been wars. There's been armies throughout the Bible. You got to know that God chose these people to take out wicked people. God forgives murderers. I had to forgive my son's murderer. That's how I know he forgives murderers. So make no mistake about it. There's nothing good about murder. But he will allow the righteous to kill the wicked. Make no mistake about it. Yes, he does. He forgives us all. But it's so crazy how people think he don't forgive murderers, molesters, or rapists when I had to forgive uh, the people who raped and molested me. You know, and then I had to forgive my son's killer. So I know for a fact God forgives us all. Amen, Pastor Chris. Amen. Amen. But you better know God does allow the righteous to kill the wicked, the true wicked. Those of you working for Satan himself. This is kingdom. Takarasi. Power against power. This is power against power.
So, you know, it's amazing. Even when my son was murdered, no one expected my son to shoot back because he was calm, cool, and collective. He had a nice smile. He was nice to everybody. He joked a lot and everything like that, right? And so, at the end of the day, they literally you know, they played him like a fool and then it didn't work the way they thought it was going to work out. They thought they, thought they were going to kill him, get away with it, and no one would, you know, suffer the consequences. Uh, there were two young men. My son was able to shoot one in the head twice. I had to pray. I had to pray for uh, the kid to live. My son was buried in seven days, but that kid was on a ventilator for three full weeks, 21 days. So I had to pray for him. Um, and he lived, of course. And so, like, um, but the second young man, he got locked up, but it wasn't for attempted murder. But then four years later, he was murdered. Four years later, he was murdered. So, you know, we reap what we sow. Um, we don't get away with anything. I truly believe the Lord allowed the young man who killed my son to live because I prayed for him. And then the young man still living because he obviously repented. I mean... We don't know when a person repents and just because they don't come to us personally and apologize, it doesn't mean that they haven't repented to God. So we need to be very careful even with people we feel like owe us an apology. Most of the time, the people who owe you apologies will not give you one. Um, and then sometimes if they give you one in front of someone else, it's not sincere. The spirit of God will let you know that it's not sincere. It's just to try to save themselves from the humil from, you know, from the shame of what they did to you, but God sees and God will show you that it was not sincere. Um, I love that I can discern the spirits to see if it is of God or not. He was 19 years old. He was 19. He would have been 26. Um, he was 19. And, you know, he had a son. His son was only 30 days old when he died. He was a month old when he died. And um, he's seven years old now. And, uh, you know, I thank God that he has healed my heart and made me whole again. Um, because I wanted to seek revenge. Um, and the Lord would not allow me to. And then when I was letting everyone else know that I was praying instead of seeking revenge, they actually got mad at me because they were like, hold up. What you mean you praying? We should go out there and kill everybody responsible. Like, these are the words that was coming out of people's mouths. Because, like, people were so used to me. Like, I was gangster. This is the truth. Like, I, I can't lie. Like, God has changed me. So, with me telling them that I was praying, they were like, hold up. What you mean you praying? Like, what? Nah, we need to go take revenge. What? You praying? No, we need to go out and get them all one by one. Jesus man this thing is so real they wanted me to give the word and instead i said i'm praying who i feel this all in my spirit because this thing is like just so real they wanted me to give the word but instead i was praying oh truth oh truth so uh i hope you all enjoy your day thank you for listening you all be blessed and stay encouraged in jesus name i've got to get ready to start this day at work uh once again for those of you out there feeling lonely hopeless 
or lost, just know that Jesus loves you and you shall live and not die. And prayers for peace over your hearts and your minds on today in Jesus' mighty name. You got to know that the Lord will give you peace that surpasses all understanding. And if you cast your cares upon the Lord, my God from Zion, you got to know that he will heal the brokenhearted and he binds up our wounds but we gotta cast our cares to the lord and i am living proof of a heart that was torn into pieces that is whole on today so i pray you all enjoy your day and robin you be blessed and god bless you and god bless you all be blessed in jesus name